What it do, people? Uh, this is Brian Meadows, and I want to welcome you back to another podcast, to another episode of the Angry Pastor Podcast. I'm super excited because this uh, this ride, we're just starting it, we're just beginning it, but it's already amazing, it's already awesome, it's already fire, it's already uh, invigorating, and I want to thank you guys so much for your support. I want to thank you guys for subscribing and sharing. All right. Do me a favor. Let everybody know about the Angry Pastor podcast. If you don't know, we are just beginning. We're just getting started. Uh, even the subjects that we're dealing with, they're just popcorn subjects. There's just little bitty drops, just little bitty uh, downloads uh, to kind of whet your appetite, to really get you to understand the focus, the premise and the perspective of this podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to take the listener into the heart and into the mind of the the pastor uh, so that we can better honor, better serve, better understand uh, our spiritual leaders. I believe that it's important. Uh, uh, spiritual leaders, pastors don't always have an avenue, don't always have a venue, don't always have a platform to express their thoughts, their uh, feelings, uh, their emotions, their frustrations, and to really begin to get the congregant, the parishioner, uh, and the believer to understand that pastors, yes, we are human. We are anointed of God. We're called of God. We have great assignments, but we are human. And uh, even though we're anointed, we have to still process our experiences and our emotions in a human way. And honestly, pastors don't always have grace to do that. We give grace to the uh, parishioner. We give grace to the congregant, but we don't uh, uh, many times give grace to the leader. And so I think the more you understand your leader, the more grace you will give them to grow and become all that God has called them to become, because the more they become what God has called them to become, the more you become what God has called you to become. So today's episode, look, I'm coming at you with something that I think is very important. This is probably going to be uh, my most important podcast thus far, but I titled this podcast, Why Your Pastor Doesn't Like You. Uh oh, why your pastor doesn't like you? Now I totally understand, you know, um, that many of us, especially in this social media age, um, we have a deficit of interpersonal skills or even intrapersonal skills, but we have a a, a very very deficient and dwarfed um, a view. Of, of, of relationships, of covenant, of social interactions, or just social etiquette, how to properly have a relationship. I mean, I, I literally had, um, I have people walk up to me just, I don't know them, they don't know me, and they'll just say the craziest things. I didn't like your message. I don't agree. Pastor, um, when are you going to meet with me? Pastor, um, can you lay hands on me? Can you pray for me? Can you come do this? Can you come? And I'm thinking, I don't know you. And it's only in church where people feel like they can bypass the time and the effort, the intention and the the the, the service, the sowing of 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 trust. They, they feel like they can bypass that and they can just become friends overnight. They can just become uh close overnight. And I understand that we are all brothers and sisters in Christ, but bruh, I don't know you. All right? And so if you don't want to invest the time for me to get to know you, most likely we probably ain't going to hang out. We probably won't have a relationship. I tell people in our church, um, before, I before I invest my time into you personally, I want to see you invest time into the house 
personally before I commit my my precious goods before I cast my pearl before swine before I give you what is valuable to me I need to see a sense of loyalty on your regard if you have not listened to the podcast loyalty and integrity go listen to that again that was just a bonus it wasn't even an episode but it's just something that I really wanted to deal with because there's a lack of loyalty and integrity um, not just in the body of Christ but more specifically uh, even among church members all right but um I wanted to talk about this because I think sometimes uh, Christians assume that they're likable. And to be even more specific, I think sometimes people assume if, 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 if they go to your church or if they follow you, if they support you, that they are automatically owed some type of access. Um, and that's just not true. And one of the things that makes a spiritual leader, a pastor, or you know, any organizational leader not like the people that they're leading is a sense of entitlement. Um, I've had people say stuff like, well, since I give, you need to do A, B, and C. What? Are you serious? We give because that's God's command. We give because we're Christians. You don't, this is not a social club. You don't give and get something from me in return. You don't give and get my time. You don't give and get my heart. You give so that we can advance the kingdom of God through the upbuilding of his church and the empowerment of his people. That's why you give. And if you give for any other reason, keep your money. Oh, man, y'all, I just felt this. I want to do I want to do an episode called Keep Your Money. Keep your money. Because sometimes people's money comes with attachments, even in church. People will feel like, Pastor, since I give, you should do my marriage for free. Since I give, you should do the funeral for free. You, since, since I give, you should do the counseling or uh, whatever. You know, you should do A, B, and C for free. Come visit me in the hospital, which, of course, is the job, is, is a part of our job. Um, but sometimes the sense of entitlement just irks us. It annoys us that people will kind of fabricate, fabricate our responsibility, but they never reinforce their responsibility. Um, and so I wanted to just talk a little bit about why it may seem like there's uh, awkwardness between you and your leader. I, 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 I talk to a lot of people and they say, um, I never I thought you didn't like me or even about the church that they came from or the church that they're in where they say the pastor doesn't like me. The pastor's wife doesn't like me. And I'm thinking, why did they say something to you? No, I can just tell by how they look at me. No, you can't. You have no idea what's going on in the mind, in the heart, in the life of a pastor for you to think that every facial expression is an indictment to you, that every Every, uh, every one of their nuances or every one of their character flaws is some way an indictment towards you. Hear me. You got to stop taking stuff personal, especially when it comes to church. Everybody's trying to survive this thing called life. Everybody's trying to get to this place called success. And for you to think that somebody is 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 purposefully um, uh, doing something to you to hurt you. I mean, now again, people do wicked stuff. People do crazy stuff. Um, but but. A pastor has so many people that they have to oversee, so many people that they have to deal with. For you to think that this person is going above and beyond just to, um, I guess, I don't know, ignore you. And and get this, they may be. Let, let's deal with this. I, I ignore some people. I do. You know why? Because sometimes every single time they come to me, it's a problem. They never have anything good to say. 
They never have anything encouraging to say. They have they ne- they never have any type of um, uh, insight of value. Whenever they come with a problem, they come with a problem alone. Um, they never come with a solution. And not only do they come with a problem, uh, they come with a one sided story. And so I've had people tell me A, B, and C happened to me. And then when I go to the leader or I go to somebody else and say, "Did, did this happen?" They're saying, "Oh no, it didn't happen like that." So I've learned before I believe one side of the story, I need to bring all parties involved to the table so that we can all have a conversation. But one of the reasons why your pastor may avoid you is because you always come with problems. You always come with issues. You always come with some type of dilemma. And and, and hear me, it's never small. It's always the church is about to split. The church is about to die. The church is about to... And I'm like, no, you may be about to fall apart, but the church is not going to fall apart. And so... um. I know that, you know, I, I, I know that that I, I know that this subject may seem a bit, I don't know, harsh, but that's the reason you tuned in to the Angry Pastor podcast is because I'm going to give you the raw, the real. I'm going to give you the honest truth as it relates to how pastors feel. We don't like everybody. Now, hear me. We love everybody. That's the reason we preach. That's the reason we pray for you. That's the reason we cover you. That's the reason we lead you. That's the reason we will be there for you if we need to. But hear me. Sometimes the pastor don't want to come over your house. The pastor don't want to hang with you. The pastor don't want to give you no more time because you are entitled and you are annoying is always an issue. Sister so-and-so did this to you. Brother so-and-so. And my thing is, when are you going to learn the interpersonal skills to the degree that you can handle your own conflict? Matthew 18. If you have aught against your brother, you need to go to them. Why do you keep coming to the pastor for the pastor to deal with issues, even if they're ministerial issues, that you can deal with with a conversation? With a conversation. And so, yes, pastors get very annoyed with people that don't know how to handle their own problems, don't know how to handle their own issues and constantly are blaming other people for the state that they are in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, man. I mean, not only can people be entitled, not only are people always bringing issues, but it's amazing to me how, um, uh, uh, I don't know, people, I don't think people expect pastors to have real emotions and real feelings because they will they will do any and everything to the pastor and then we're still supposed to preach we're still supposed to lay hands we're still supposed to look at you and love you and smile at you as if we don't know what you've done we don't know what you've been doing I had this lady uh, that was coming to my church and she didn't want to um, uh, obey the parking lot attendants Right. The parking lot people kept coming to me saying, Pastor, this lady will not park where we ask her to park. And my thing is, if you're not going to obey or if you're not going to submit, if you're not going to listen to the people I put in place, why would I then award you or reward you by my time, my affirmation or my blessing? That would be showing my leaders that people can dishonor them and I still honor you. That, That can't happen. That can't happen. You, if you trust me, you should trust the people that I have in place. I've seen people come to the altar. Hear me. And if, if you've done this, I only want to pray for people when I do this. I've seen people come to the altar and somebody tried to pray for them and they said, no, I want the pastor to pray for me. What? If I see that, I only want to touch you because this is Christianity. We are a community of like 
of 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 like minded um of 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 you you like we're together we're brothers and sisters we are all one in Christ Jesus like it's not about the person and and I understand you may want your pastor's blessing and all that all of that but what makes you think you can cut the line everybody else is getting prayed for people and you you know you can be like I I don't want you to pray for me I want him to pray for me what if I don't want to pray for you what if I'm not praying for people that day what if I'm tired. And that's one of the reasons why your pastor don't like you is because you don't respect the people that he's put in place. You can't constantly talk bad about people that your pastor has chosen and then think your pastor is going to trust you because your disrespect or dishonor to the people that your pastor has put in place is a slight against your pastor's judgment that you're saying your pastor don't know what he's doing. You're saying that your pastor is not wise enough to make a decision or put people in their proper place. Now, it doesn't mean that the people he put in place are going to be perfect because you're not perfect. It doesn't mean that the people that he put in place won't have character flaws. You got character flaws. But what we are asking is for you to be grown up enough, right, to deal with your issues together and not drag your pastor into every single fight, every single disagreement every single squabble or whatever the case may be. Your pastor don't like you because you keep driving him in or pulling him into unnecessary warfare when he's already dealing with enough warfare altogether. Hear me. If you're going to be close to a pastor, you have to learn how to manage the pastor's heart. You have to learn how to manage the pastor's mind. You have to learn how to manage the pastor's energy and peace. And you can't do that if you constantly allow yourself to be opened up to drama, to scandal, to offense, to issues. And you're constantly spewing that in the atmosphere of those that you're under or spewing that into the atmosphere of your pastor. Your pastor will avoid you at all costs if he feels like you're only going to bring him negative information, bad information, critical information. And it's amazing to me the amount of critics in church that can't even live a successful spiritual life. I wouldn't listen to anybody that can't make it work for them. If you can't make Christianity work for you, why am I listening to you? Like one of my greatest compliments that I get is, Pastor, you look fulfilled. Pastor, you look like you love life. Pastor, you look like you're just good. And it's not that I don't have issues, but I'm not, and I'm not saying that I understand the full mystery and depth of Christianity. I think that we're constantly growing and we're constantly learning. Um, but when it comes to the panoramic puzzle or the panoramic perspective of what Christianity and faith is all about, I get it. And because I get it, I don't have to be impatient. I don't have to rush. I don't have to be frustrated. Now, I'm talking about at God, you know, um, and I'm saying that I don't, but, you know, those feelings may come, but I can properly deal with them uh, with faith, you know, wait on the Lord. Again, I say, wait on the Lord. So, you know, um, it's, it's, not, it's not that I got it all together. I definitely don't. But I love Christianity. I love being a Christian. I love walking with God. I love following God. The ups, the downs, the ins, the outs, the good, the bad, the ugly. I love it. Um, and I want to be around people that love it as well. I want to be around people that love their God, that love their faith. And again, when I say around people, I'm not talking about peers, y'all. I'm not talking about my friends. I'm specifically talking about the relationship that a pastor has with the parishioner. Um, many times, hear me, y'all. We love people, but sometimes we don't like y'all. Come on. Can we be honest? Come on, y'all. Sometimes we don't like y'all. Y'all got an attitude sometimes. Y'all looking at us crazy. You sleep when we preach. Come on. And sometimes it's not because the message is bad. It's because you were out all night and you put more time into your weave than you do your worship. You put more time into your uh, your job than you do your calling and your purpose. And then you expect us to be there every single time you turn around. It doesn't work like that. And sometimes it can really piss pastors off. It can really. I said it. Yeah. I said piss pastors off. It can piss us off 
the fact that you, oh man, you understand that that you feel as if you deserve this place in a pastor's life when you have yet to sow that level of service, dedication, loyalty, and even time. Pastor got his favorites. I ain't got my favorites. I just got my day ones. I got people that I trust. And every time I look at you as an issue, you've not learned to own the ministry. You've not learned to own this thing. You've not learned to help me carry the burden of it. You are the burden. And my Bible tells me that I should lay aside every weight. You're weighty. And every sin that does so easily beset us. So we ain't talking about sin. We're talking about weight. If you are a weight to your pastor, your pastor is not going to run towards you. He's going to run away from you. If you're a burden to your pastor, your pastor will hide from you. Because he knows when he sees you, he sees a problem coming. Why don't your pastor like you? I want you to just think about, would you like you? Are you a good friend? If you were a pastor and I treated church the way you do it, would I, would I like to pastor you? This is why your pastor don't like you. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Like we want to, we want to love others the way we love ourselves. We want to treat people the right way. Um, y'all want to know another reason pastors don't like people? You sure? You really want to know? Because this one, this one may hurt. All right. I mean, there's many different reasons why a pastor uh, may not necessarily vibe, may not necessarily connect, um, uh, connect with a person. Uh, but I'm gonna tell you this. One of the reasons your pastor don't like you is because he doesn't feel like you are fully invested in the vision. Now, okay, let me just talk to a few people that, that say, well, pastor, I serve, I come to church, blah, 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 blah. You do all of that and you never connect. You don't join a ministry. Or you don't serve. Or if you do serve, you serve with an attitude. Man, I'm about to get in trouble. Pastors hate. And I know it's a dichotomy. Because since we are pastors and we're running a church and an organization runs off of the uh, free will, giving, and generosity of our partners, um, we have to constantly ask for money. But I'm going to tell you a reason your pastor may not like you. Because <laughs> you might be constantly asking for money. Or, I mean, and maybe not organizationally, maybe it's personally, but you're constantly asking for something. When we ask for something, oh my God, the church taking up all my time. Oh my God. My. But when you ask for something, it's an emergency, Lord. I don't know how I'm going to get this money, Lord. I don't know how we get in the past. I just need, and then if the pastor don't show up for you, uh, see, I knew this church. I I knew Christianity was. I I, I knew, what? Hear me. My, we just we supposed to just be a bank. We just supposed to have money just laying around somewhere. So every time you need some money, we can. It don't work like that. Do you think that we take up people's money and just put it in the bank? We take up people's money and we pay bills. We pay staff, and even when it comes to staff. People are constantly asking for promotions and bonuses and raises. Like, if you are all about money, whether you're an artist, whether you're an employee, whether whatever, a parishioner, if you're all about money, hear me. Most likely, your pastor has a negative view of you. I'm just being honest with you, all right? 
I'm just being honest with you because your pastor has been doing ministry for a long time without ever getting paid what he's worth. And for you to think that you're going to come into his church, into his life or whatever, and get a premium of price when you do bare minimum of service. A part of your service is your attitude, not just your gift and your plan. A part of your service is your purity. A part of your service is you showing up on time. A part of your service is you being able to have good relationships with the members that you uh, inspire and that you lead. If you can't do all of that, no, you're not worth, you ain't worth a dime. Do you, do you understand how many musicians are out here? Do you understand how many people, if you have a check, they will work for you? So you working for a check does not make you special. It makes you common. What makes a pastor respect you is when you say, Pastor, I'm doing this because I'm invested in the vision. I'm doing this because I'm invested in, in this ministry. I'm doing this because I'm invested in what you have on your life. Man, that makes a pastor fall in love with you when he knows like Aaron and Ur in Exodus chapter 17, you're going to hold up his arms. Can you imagine me trusting somebody that's only with me because they're getting a check? Ew, that's disgusting. And you'll be surprised how pastors are subjected to these relationships all the time. We don't know whether you're loyal to the check or loyal to our call or even loyal to your own call. I've had people come to our church and say, God called me here. And the moment it got tough, they left. I don't respect that. Because either your God is schizophrenic or you're too punkish to deal with the process and the pressure of being planted in a house. I said it. You're too punkish. It makes us lose respect for you. Everybody got problems with the pulpit. Everybody got problems with pastors. But I come to tell you that we got problems with you. Your pastor don't like you because your season is up before your season began. How are you in the church and then out the church in less than a year? I'm supposed to respect that? You couldn't walk with me for a year? You couldn't invest a year? Like, this is not a microwave ministry. It takes time. In order for anything great to grow, it takes time. And you cannot circumvent the process of cultivation just because you feel entitled to acceleration. I got bars. Now, you say, I don't need my pastor to like me. You're right. True. Facts. You don't need your pastor to like you the same way I don't need you to like me. We can not like, look, hear me. You don't have to like me and I don't have to like you. But if we can agree on the destination, we can still walk together in purpose and in destiny. Because how can two walk together lest they be agreed? It didn't say how can two walk together lest they like each other. I do business with a lot of people that I may not care for, but we have similar interests and we have the same goal in mind. And that's maturity. You have to learn how to work with people that you don't necessarily click with. You don't necessarily connect with. So I'm not talking about working with people. I'm talking about why your pastor don't want to spend time with you. Why your pastor don't want to. Why, why your pastor don't want to be your quote unquote spiritual father. I have people that ask me, can you be my spiritual father? And I'm like, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. nope, 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 nope. No, no. Can you be my, can you be my spiritual father? Nope. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. Because look, your dependency is going to turn into idolatry. And I ain't got time. 
You're going to make me your end-all, be-all. And I'm not going to have no personal deliverance sessions with you at 3 o'clock in the morning because you got a witch standing at the edge of your bed. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it. And that's another thing. You know why your pastor don't like you? Because you don't know how to deal with demonic issues. <laughs> like, I'm so sick and tired of people coming to me uh, talking. Something was sitting on their chest. Something was sitting on the edge of their bed. I'm thinking, aren't you filled with the Holy Ghost? Number one, we can't be friends if you ain't filled with the Holy Ghost. And number two, if you feel with the Holy Ghost, what type of devil can sit on your bed, sit on your chest? Unless you have some type of covenant pact or agreement with that demonic spirit. Uh, demonic spirit. Why would I want to be close to somebody who's demonically invested? If, if I cast it out and it come back, that means you invited it back. And I ain't got time. I ain't got time. All right? I ain't got time. I, I can't deal with schizophrenic Christians. Because I don't know who you're going to be. One day you love me. One day you don't love me. One day you hate me. One day, you know, one day you're trying to be my pastor. One day you're trying to be my son. One day you try. I, I can't deal with it. And so one of the reasons why your pastor doesn't like you is because you don't have consistency of character. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to finish. I'm going to stop right now before I get in trouble. I may do a part two about this, but hopefully you guys have been enjoying the podcast, the Angry Pastor podcast. I absolutely love you guys for your support, uh, for your sharing and, and 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 just your subscribing. I really appreciate it. Do me a favor. Tell everybody you can about the Angry Pastor podcast. This is getting live. We're just starting. All right. Please hear me. We are just getting started. I'm just giving you snippets, all right? We're going to be doing hour episodes. I'm going to be having guests. I got music coming for you. It's going to be crazy, but I got to get some stuff out. I got to get this stuff off my chest, off my heart, off my mind so that you can get an understanding of what the Angry Pastor Podcast is called to become, all right? Thank you guys so much for your time. Thank you so much for your ear. Remember, be angry, but sin not, all right? Love you guys. Share this with somebody. Be blessed. Bye-bye.